welcome all you plus two comedy modifiers to a very special free premium episode of the plus two comedy podcast free and premium that seems like an oxymoron you'd be correct this is a very special episode this is the character select showcase two and for this one it was supposed to be a two dollar charge but the rule that I have with the premium episodes are the internet only has to pay for the ones that the live audience had to pay for. And due to a little bit of a mix-up, this one became a donation-only show. So this one, for the internet, will also be a donation-only show. So, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by modifiers like you. If you could just click that PayPal button down at the bottom and throw us a few ducats, that would be awesome. It really helps keep us going, keeps us booking fantastic guests, and keep you guys entertained and buy wacky, silly prizes. Uh, a donation of plus $2 is recommended, but feel free to do more or less. Not too much less, because come on, it's $2, really. It's less than Reddit Gold. But that would be fantastic. And this episode features some fantastic, fantastic guests. First off the bat, we have Brad Geiger. He is the creator of Evil Inc. He is also a stand-up comedian. It's a fantastically funny man. And if you're curious about him, he was a guest on the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. And you can check him out in episode 26. It is our most popular episode, so I highly recommend you go check that one out. Also on the podcast, we have Chris Labrizi. He's a stand-up comedian. He also created a terrible comic book, and I have no problems or qualms calling that a terrible comic book. He knows it's bad. But if you want to check out Chris Labrizi, you can check him out on episode 16 of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. It'd be great if you listen to that one as well. And also, our headliner, he's also the host of the Taproom Bar and Grill Open Mic over at High Note Humor in Haddonfield every Wednesday. So if you're looking for a good comedy open mic, you can check that one out. It's Stephen Bryan. He's very funny. Uh, unfortunately, he he never actually got to be a guest on our podcast. But, uh, you know, there's some other funny ones. So uh, go check out Alex Perlman's. Uh, he's episode two. So if you, if you like Steven, you'll like Alex Perlman. He's episode two. Just go listen to it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, also, if you want to check out Plus Two Comedy Live, you can check us out at our upcoming shows. We will be at The Twisted World Presents Villains and Vixens. It is a three-day multi-genre th- of thrills. Ooh, thrills. It's got music, art, writers, film, costuming, and some dirty stuff because it's 18+. plus. So if you want to check that out, head on over March 28th through the 30th at the Doubletree by Hilton in the Pennsylvania Valley Forge area. I know that was a lot of information that I said out of order, but I'm doing this in one take, so you can go ahead and deal with it, because that's the way it's going to be. Also, if you would like something less confusing, you can come check us out at John Con 2014. That's going to be April 4th, 5th, and 6th 
at John Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. So be sure to come check us out at those two conventions, or you can always come down to Jester's Playhouse, that's 545 Tilton Road in Northfield, New Jersey, and catch a free episode, or a premium, depending on when you come down, of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Just don't forget to bring a prize. All right, that's enough jibba-jabba from me. It's time for the Character Select Showcase. Take it away, Mr. Kirby Crackle. We're on the road, we're going home, to the place where wild nerds roam, with pretty girls and dudes and kids, going to cons is our escape. It's like Magna Fuckies in a star-filled sky, where you can meet all your heroes and none of them fly. We're on the road, we're going home, we're going home. Who's ready for a comedy show? Who's playing Netrunner and is currently being annoyed by a comedy show? <laughs> At least they're excited to be here. This is the Plus Two Comedy Character Select Showcase 2. Cool. We have some fantastic comedians up here tonight, along with Plus Two Comedy. We're going to have a good time. I'm in a super weird mood, and I apologize. In any case, uh, I'm in a weird mood. Uh... I, I recently, a friend of mine just had a birthday, and Facebook told me. And it was weird, because that friend is in prison for murder. She <laughs> murdered her boyfriend. But Facebook was still like, hey, this person exists. And it was weird, because like, I checked out her profile, and there's just message after message of like, we hope you're doing okay in there. Don't stop believing. We miss you. We'll see you soon. She's doing 25 to life for murder. This is a friend of mine. And it's weird to think that, like, if she ever does get out, the idea that she'll be like, I'm out of prison. Better log on to Facebook and see what's going on. 9,000 notifications. That's interesting. Ooh, what's Candy Crush? Uh, And it was weird because as I was going through that, uh, Facebook told me, like, people that I might know. And a a person came up who is dead. Not the girl that she murdered, but it was someone who had passed away. And it was weird that Facebook told me this. I mean, I knew her, but it was still strange. Because it's not like I can friend her now. She's not going to accept anything that I send her. So I didn't know how to handle it. So I poked her, because that's what you do to dead bodies. You know, and every, have you noticed that everything's getting rebooted now? Like, Robocop just came out, and then a terrible version of Old Boy just came out. It's just all these reboots. You know what needs to be rebooted? Jesus. I feel like we've waited long enough for another Jesus. It would be great. And I'd like to see Jesus come back and completely, like, reinvent himself. Like, see him come back as, like, an aerobic instructor. See him come out. He's got a microphone coming down from his crown of thorns. He's like, all right, I've turned water into wine. I'm going to turn that gut into a six-pack. Here we go. Let's do some cross training. Let's build the cross. Let's build the cross. Let's carry the cross. 
care of the cross. All right, let's just hang out. Let's just hang out. I'm so glad you guys laughed at that. (laughs) Well, I did that joke recently, and somebody called me the Antichrist. For that joke, (laughs) they called me the Antichrist. And it got me thinking, I'd love to meet the Antichrist, but like my version of the Antichrist, like Bizarro Christ, like he can turn wine into water and walk under it, He could take enough fishes and loaves to feed a thousand people, and he just makes one sandwich, eats it. He's got a burn on his side that kind of looks like a grilled cheese sandwich, if you squint. You guys have been on eBay. All right, that's going to do it for me. I'm going to bring your host to the stage. He's the other half of Plus Two Comedy. Please give it up for Mr. Will Liam. I had to run and go ask what the language situation was for our comedy show. And I got the okay to say the fuck word, so we're all cool. I know that was concerning some of you guys. You guys, I know some of you did, so don't lie, because I watched it with you. The Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, you finally got around to seeing it. I was really worried when it first came out, because I know nothing about them. So to me, it was Ranger Rick, Treebeard, the green girl that Captain Kirk fucked, uh, and Green Batista. And that was the lineup. And so I was really worried. Cause, and Batista, he's a wrestler. I like that he's getting like acting roles now. But he, like The Rock, they actually they digitally edit out some of his muscles. So you can see the other characters like in the show. And like I think it'll be weird because they're going to meet the Avengers in Avengers 2. And Mark Ruffalo is going to see Batista, who is a green muscly guy. And he's like, yeah, I did a lot of CG for my character. What did... What did you do? He's like, I ate 4,000 chickens and I carry my car to work. I don't, but it's good that you have computers. You guys still playing Pokemon? I know some of you literally the other day were playing Pokemon. And I realize I'm trying too hard. Because you fight, you walk out. I'm going to reference the first Pokemon. You walk out of Viridian Forest. And there's dudes there with two like level 6 bug Pokemon. And that's it for their life. Like... You know what, I caught two, and uh, I really like shorts, so I'm going to tell people about my short fetish, and that's going to be good enough for my life. Like, And the rules are so weird. Like, Giovanni's a gym leader. He just fucking bounces for most of the game. He's just, They're like, can I fight him? No, he's gone. When's he going to be back? I don't fucking know. He has a criminal organization to lead. I don't, he's busy. Jesus. And I decided that, like, when I'm done, because I feel really bad. Gary Oak was the Pokemaster for five minutes. He finally, his life was fulfilled, and then I fucking took it away from him, and it felt amazing. But I don't want that to happen to me. So my character is just going to hang outside of Pallet Town, waiting for some kid with, like, a level five Charmander and real bright go get him eyes. And he's going to be like, oh, my first Poke Battle. Like, all right, kid, let's just, uh, Mewtwo! Rape is mind! You've made a mistake. And, and that's my plans for my Pokemon future. <laughs> Guys, are you ready for your first character? <laughs> I thought I heard a boo. I'm so sorry. You should shut up because our first comedian is Brad Geiger. He's a really funny dude. He's a cartoonist that does a comic called Evil Inc. It's in the Philadelphia Daily News. It's also on evil-inc.com. 
Comedy.com. And he also does stand-up. Guys, Brad Geiger. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, never done comedy in the back of a bus terminal before. This is going to be real great. Uh, honestly, doing comedy in a comic shop is really kind of neat. Uh, it, it, there's so many great stories uh, that come out of comics. Uh, Stan Lee, for example, is is a wonderful example of some of the great... This guy has reinvented himself more than Madonna. Uh, there's an entire generation of people, think about it, an entire generation that just knows Stan Lee as the guy that does cameos in Marvel movies. They're not comic fans at all. My wife... My wife, not a comic fan at all. She knows Stan Lee is that cameo. It, in the bedroom, she calls me Stan Lee. Because I'm only on for a few seconds. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's time for the comic conventions to start again. Seattle, anybody uh, going out to Seattle for the first comic convention of the uh, official season? Emerald City is just four weeks away. I love comic conventions. There is nothing better. I get charged up. Uh, it, it, I, I was at Philadelphia at, at Wizard World uh, just last June, and there was this lady there that she set up a booth. It was great. It was all as guardian jewelry. She had little Thor earrings. She had Odin rings. She had Sith pendants. She had Balder the Brave bracelets. It was wonderful. And I was sitting there talking to her, and this guy comes up, and and and. I think he was cosplaying uh, a leprechaun. I, I hope he was cosplaying a leprechaun. He, all dressed in green. And she started stiffening up. She got real, you know, her body language. And I, I kind of said under my breath, you know, is, is there a problem? And she goes, oh, this guy. I said, what's the matter? Oh, he's always after me, Loki charms. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I love that you guys like that one. I went to a Star Trek convention last year. The first time I went to a Star Trek convention, checked into the hotel. They swiped my card. I paid for the room, and they refused to give me the room key. It's the last time I booked the Kobayashi Maru suite. <laughs> went to Comic-Con. If you do, have, Has anybody gone to Comic-Con out in San Diego? If you go... If you go, do yourself, spend the money, do yourself a favor, do what I did, book yourself the Power Girl Suite. Now, this is a great room. It's only got one window, but the view is tremendous. <laughs> Feel guilty as hell for looking, though. Pillows are great. It's great to be out of the house. I, I like being out of the house. I've been married for 13 years. I'm looking for any excuse to get out. My dad warned me. I still remember my dad warned me. My dad, I warned you. I'm like, Dad, what do you do? I warned you about getting married. I said, I remember you, old man. You were at my, you were at my wedding, standing there in the church, blinking back tears. He said, that was Morse code for run, dummy. My mom offered up a beautiful toast at the wedding. It was beautiful. She, she says, in a marriage, honesty is like the foundation of a house. My dad, yeah, always kept under the surface and only visited in times of emergency. <laughs> we announced that we were going to live together before we got married. That was a real lead balloon. I still remember arguing with my dad. I said, Dad, didn't you want to live with Mom before you got married? He said, Sure. Before, <laughs> give you a little time on that. 
Now, nah, but now I'm married. I've got 13 years I've been married. Got two kids. I'm just looking for an excuse to get out of the house. I grab a kid, go down to the playground, hang out with the other dads, doing what all the other dads are doing, waiting for the hot mom to walk by. And every playground has at least one hot mom. Our playground is Tyler's mom. Motherhood has been good to Tyler's mom. Gained at least a couple of cup sizes, womanly figure. When she bends down to tie Tyler's shoes, all the dads on the playground grow six inches. I'm looking for any excuse to talk to Tyler's mom. I'm over there in the corner of the playground with my kid. Hey, there's Tyler. Why don't you go be his best friend? I don't like Tyler, Dad. Fine. Beat him up. Either way, I win. Oh, Tyler's mom. Tyler's mom. I'm sorry about that. She was. Isn't it hard being a parent? Do you believe in spanking? Answer the second question first and talk slow. No, but Tyler's mom is a freak in bed. She's a freak in bed, and I know this for a fact. Guys, if you want to know the truth about the hot mom in the playground, you don't ask the other dads. The answer's always the same. I do her. No, you talk to the other moms. They gossip, and they hate each other. <laughs> Ugh, she's out with a different guy every night, and that the boobs are going to pop right out of that dress. <laughs> I'm back at the corner of the playground with my kid. Hey, you go get Tyler. Tell him we'll meet him and his mom over by the teeter-totters. The teeter-totters. No, but it, it came popping out of my mouth one night. I, I, I was standing there. It was a nice June night. We were just us on the playground, just me and Tyler's mom and my son beat the shit out of Tyler. When I said, you know, I said to Tyler's mom, my wife told me that if anything should happen to her, I could date again. And she says, what's going to happen to your wife? I said, anything. It's like the other night she tripped on one of those Thomas the Tank Engine and I left at the top of the stairs. <laughs> I like this guy over here. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's not that I don't love my wife. I love my wife. It's just that after 13 years, it's starting to feel like we're getting a little bit sexually incompatible. It's always the same with. It's always the same thing with her. I'm too tired for sex. I'm too tired for sex. I told her, what about me? I drive the kids to school. I help them with their homework. I got a full-time job. I do yard work. I do repairs about the house. What about me? She said, okay, tonight you can be too tired for sex. <laughs> it's always the same thing with my wife. It's always, I'm, I'm too modest. I, I, always too modest. I said, no, modesty is when you refuse to blow your horn. It's okay, I'll pause for you. That's no problem. You guys catch right up. That's all right. No, but she wants me to be less sexually adventurous in bed. She wants me to be less sexually adventurous. And I admit, I bring so many weird objects into the bedroom. She doesn't know whether we're losing our inhibitions or winning a scavenger hunt. I wish sex could be easy like, like, like Facebook. Then at least maybe I could find her like button. Nah, but I pushed it too far. I pushed it too far last week. I, uh, I wanted to do something erotic, something exciting. So I secretly taped my wife and I having sex. She did not find this erotic. She did not find it exciting. Uh, she, she, was, she was angry. She was fu furious. She hated the title of the DVD.
She said it should have been called James Bond because the action was predictable. It relied heavily on gadgets. And there'd be a different guy in the sequel. (laughs) Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brad Geiger. Guys, teeter-tots are tits. I don't know why you all straight. He's a classy guy. He wasn't going to say it. I'll say it. He meant he was talking about titties. Speaking of Tomb Raider, I just Xbox is trying real hard to hold my attention now. They're like, we don't have new stuff, but if you want to download free games every week, please just stay. We need your $15. So I downloaded a new Tomb Raider game. And I did what I usually do when I used to buy Tomb Raider games as a child. I bought a box of tissues and a bottle of lotion. And I I was going to masturbate is what I'm trying to say. And it's like just perfect round boobs and it just wasn't doing it for me. Old Tomb Raider has ruined me. Like I need a set of square titties. Because that as a child was the best I could get. Like you could play Mass Effect and you can bang a round, smooth, blue, hot alien but I don't want it. I don't care. And I'm still running into the bathroom 30 seconds early in Metal Gear Solid so I can see Meryl in her pixelated panties. I'm jumping on turtles for like one chance at 8-bit poon. It's just video games from the 90s have ruined me. Guys, you ready for your next comedian? His name's Crystal Breezy. He got third place, which is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> just walk away. The AC is funny, so the comedy stop. He's going to be there next Wednesday. And he's also his parents' third favorite child, is something he told me. Let's bring out Crystal Breezy, everybody. Sup, players. So what's the deal with airline food? Stuff's terrible, right? You know what I'm talking about. And men and women, they are different, huh? How's my time? I don't I don't have anything else. I thought that was going to take longer. I could try some newer stuff if you'll bear with me. I've been with my wife for nine years. We're high school sweethearts. It's impressive. You can clap. All right, thank you. Mm, high school sweethearts. She's a sophomore this year. I'm really proud of her. I don't think you should have clapped at that joke, sir. You don't look. My wife's from Mexico City. Sometimes I have to remind her of things. Honey, you don't have to hop that fence. There is a gate. We have these cute little nicknames for each other. I call her my little border bunny. She calls me citizenship. We recently lost a child. We were almost out of the mall with it when the police caught up to us. It's funny. They say you can't choose your children. That's bullshit. We're nine other kids at that Cinnabon. We had our choice. My wife's not here tonight. I've been trying to get her out of the house for weeks. But, you know, I can't find a good place to dump her body. 
I've always had bad luck with relationships. I think it's because I'm a selfish lover. I'm the kind of guy who likes to get in, get off, and get out before rigor mortis sets in. My first love left me at the altar. Women, you sacrifice one goat to Azazel and they run screaming. I used to date this girl. She lived in a house with a ton of other women. It was cool. It was like a sorority house. I mean, technically, it was a brothel. I knew it wouldn't work out. She was really kinky. She wanted to have a threesome with me and another guy. Now, don't get me wrong. Her father seemed nice enough, but still. I did start seeing this girl recently. I like her a lot, but she's kind of annoying. She'll call me up all the time. She'll tell me you love me. Tell me you need me. Tell me you want me. I don't know how her husband puts up with her. That's right. My friend Bert is a shoplifter. He has tremendous upper body strength. There you go. Yes. Bert is a friend of mine. Can I continue? Thank you. He, um, he wants me to try hallucinogenic mushrooms. He said you'll see colors that don't even exist. Just fuck that. I don't want the responsibility of naming a new color. <laughs> Speaking of anal sex... I, I'm going to finish the joke. That's how it works. I set it up. Speaking of anal sex, and I... Can I continue? Where was I? When, fuck. All right. Um, later tonight, I have to help a friend hang some blinds. I doubt they'll ever see it coming. When I was 12 years old, I had amnesia, I think. (laughs) When she was younger, my mom had an abortion. The doctor still can't figure out how I survived. My mother was a wonderful woman. I use the past tense was, not because she's dead, but she had a sex change. She's a man now. JK, she's dead. My, uh, my father walked out on me and my mother right after he walked in on me and my mother. Other than that, he's a good guy. He called me up there and night. He said, Chris, one of these days, you and me, together, we're going to finally find your real dad. One of the most awkward moments in anyone's life is when they see a family member naked. It's ingrained in my memory the first time I saw my little brother's penis when I accidentally clicked on his Craigslist ad. I used to like to watch a lot of homemade pornography, like amateur stuff. I had to stop it until my grandmother caught me videotaping her. I want to be the face of the incest movement. Incest, keep it in the nest. Working on the slogans. My friend thinks I should join the clan. 
And I don't think I have the discipline to be a member of Shredder's personal army. Last night I dropped acid for the first time. No. That shit burned a hole right through my kitchen floor. Sick and tired of people always riding my ass. That's why I'm finally selling my donkey. The other night I had to pick up a hooker who literally had to pick her up. There's no way she was going to stand on her own after the beating I'd given her. I was once approached by an African-American transgendered prostitute. Has this happened to anyone else? You. He, she came up to me, said, you want me to suck your dick? No. He, she said, you want to suck my dick? And I was unsure how to answer that. Because an African-American transgendered prostitute has all the strength of a black man and all the attitude of a black woman. And if they want you to suck their dick, you're gonna. You know, I'm not really a fan of the blacks. Jack Black, Lewis Black, Will Smith. <laughs> Hang on a second. Check my horoscope. Has anyone here ever seen a video of a horse having sex with a Puerto Rican woman? No. No, you haven't. Put your hand down. It's because horses have standards. But I don't. So Puerto Rican ladies holla. I told that joke one night. A guy came up to me after the show. He said, my mother's Puerto Rican. So was your father a horse? I'm a... Have you ever, has anyone here ever noticed how, uh, I'm not, can you, I'm not, I'm not, no, can I just, everybody, everybody, I'm not signing, cheese, 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 cheese. Yeah, fine, I'll sign your goddamn cheese. Hey, Noah here. I'm sure you're really confused about this. Uh, at this point, someone from the audience runs onto the stage and demands that they sign a can of cheese. Here's the rest of the show. I'm going to leave you with this. Has anyone ever noticed how Dracula drinks blood like this? And how Blackula drains America dry by leeching out the welfare system? I'm Chris Labritz. You can find me on blackpeoplemeet.com. Thank you very much. Chris Labrizi, everybody. And his inside joke. So, I don't know if you guys caught this. I was uh, in a big thing on the internet where uh, Bill Nye debated uh, an idiot, and 
who he thinks the world was six thousand years old. He thinks the world is six thousand years old, and that uh, dinosaur bones were a uh, trick left by God to make us think to not believe in him. Like I don't understand that prank. Like that doesn't make sense. Like what's his end game? That like you really like dinosaurs, and then you die and you go to heaven, and God's like, all right, let's just uh, go over your stuff here, Billy. He was ten. It's very sad. Uh, did you? You like dinosaurs? Would you like you like dinosaurs? What was your favorite Triceratops? Well, that fucking really a little idiot. Oh my god, your dumb face when you thought dinosaurs were real. What? You think if there was like a three hundred foot just giant chicken lizard, I would just make people? I could just watch that. If I could watch Jurassic Park every day, you think I'd make people? There's people in Jurassic Park. You shut your mouth, sinner. You're going to hell. That was just for me to vent. So thank you. Guys, your last character is a funny dude. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the cheese again. I'm sorry. It's very distracting. His name's Stephen Bryant. He's a finalist in the Park Scott Talent Competition. He hosts the uh, High Note Humor at the Tap Room on Wednesdays. And uh, he's a black guy, so we were all awkwardly looking at him during Chris's set. <laughs> Stephen Bryan, everybody. So the other day, I was talking to a... You know, you might want to turn my mic down, because I'm going to get a little... I'm going to get a little... They're going to get pissed at me in a second. I was talking to a comedian friend of mine the other day, and he was like, I can't believe that comedian did that commercial. He's a sellout and have a weird voice. And, uh, no, he needed money, all right? I guarantee if Martin Luther King Jr. was alive today, and he needed money, he might do a commercial. Free at last, free at last. Wells Fargo's checking is free at last. Like, you got to eat, people. If Rosa Parks was alive, I don't, is she alive? I don't even, <laughs> she probably know that shit. If Rosa Parks is or is not alive, she would, she, don't tell me that. You're going to ruin the joke forever. She would do a commercial. Hi, I am Rosa Parks, and I refuse to give up my seat. Because these mega bus seats are so comfortable. Like, you got to eat. Uh, I'm going to do an impression for you guys. I've been working really hard on this. Uh, this is my impression of a stereotypical black woman who is a conspiracy theorist that does not believe in the moon landing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That ain't happened. All right, I... uh. Has anybody, has anybody seen those uh, commercials for Zatarans? Has anybody ever seen it? Uh, if you haven't, it's like this rice company in the commercial. It's always like, uh, Zatarans, red beans, and rice. And uh, I know I'm very good at that. And every time I hear that voice, it makes me happy to the point I feel like the Zatarans voice could say anything and it would be okay. Like it could just be like, Zatarans, proud sponsor of the Aryan Brotherhood. Cause we hate niggas.
Zadorians. Try our brand new jambalaya. Also, women shouldn't be allowed to vote. Zadorians. Zadorians, people. Zadorians. Zadorians. Pussy. Where do we go from here? Leading back. Um, uh, people, uh, let's just let's just switch it up totally. People always call me white, and um, it's annoying. And that is nothing against white people. Uh, I have sex with one of you, and it is fucking awesome. Uh, what horrible idea black people these people have that just because my clothes fit and I went to college, I can't even be a part of my race. And they say it with such conviction. And they're like, Steven, you're so white. You're so white. They say it as if the KKK wouldn't still hang me. <laughs> like the KKK is like, hey, let's go get us some Negroes. And then they see me and they're like, God damn, this is just Steven. <laughs> Come on, Steven, let's get us some blacks. <laughs> uh, I'm doing another uh, impression for you guys. I've been working. I've been working really hard on this one. Uh, this is my impression of uh, James Brown, and he's inside of his house, and he can see his kid playing through the window on his seesaw, and the kids on the seesaw are like, help, I'm about to fall. This is my impression of that. <clears throat> Get up off of that thing! Um, <laughs> all right. I have a... Uh, I have a, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of white friends and and by that I mean all of my friends are white and uh, when they tell they they'll tell stories and the, the stories that they tell will have like a black person in it but they don't want to seem racist so they refuse to tell me the person in the story is black but I can tell by the story that it's a black person because they'll be like oh so the other day I was at the uh, I was at the DMV and uh, there's this woman at the counter and she was like oh Lord baby. Baby, Lord, honey, child. Oh, Lord, pig's feet, baby. Welfare, other black stuff, baby. Baby, honey, sugar. Honey, sugar, you tell him to kiss my ass. And then I'm like, um, did that, did that person happen to be black? And they're like, you know what, I don't know. I don't know. Are, you, are you black? Are you black? <laughs> this, is, this is so weird. Uh, I, uh, my, my wife recently, this is, I'm sorry, I got to get personal. Um, she will, she won't let me, um, play with her titties anymore. Uh, which is bullshit. Um, uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack. Can can you take that? Can you stop the recording? Take that out? Okay, great. So (laughs) I was just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So the other day, I was uh, I was driving in South Philadelphia, and uh, I got pulled over for speeding. Um, I drive a Prius. Now, you know, that's some bullshit. And by the way, that if you want to do, uh, know how to do a stereotypical black human, that's all you got to do is say, this is some bullshit. doesn't matter what comes in front of it because that's the punchline. It could be anything. You could be like, what? Y'all ain't got no ketchup. Oh, this is some bullshit. See, it's not even a joke, but back to the story. Uh so I pull over, and the cop comes to my window, and he's like, put your window down. And I was like, all right, man, I ain't no bitch. So I put my window down, and then he yells at me again. He's like, put your other window down. There's another cop on my right, and he's like this. I was like, oh, shit, I put my hands like a bitch. And um, 
I forgot to mention right before I got pulled over, I was acting in the play To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, we're in it. I, I played Tom Robinson. Now, if you don't know the story, Tom Robinson is this black dude in the 1920s that's falsely accused of raping a white girl. So when they, when they yelled at me, it scared me so much that I went back in the character. <laughs> so they were like, do you have any guns or drugs in the car? I said, no, sirs. <laughs> no, I know so. And I didn't touch that white woman either. What are you talking about? I just don't know, sir. Mm-hmm. Black music. Uh. Now, we, now, now we can go to the other thing. I think I'm... Yeah. yeah. So my wife, uh, my wife, I don't know if you heard this, but she won't let me play with the cities. And, uh, which is, because that's why I got her, all right? I was only looking for two things in a woman. Uh, number one was has titties. Number two was lets me play with titties. She took them away, and that's some bullshit. I'll give you an example. That's like uh, that's like if you were a hunter, all right, uh, and you buy yourself a hunting dog, you take the dog hunting, and then the dog won't let you play with his titties. You see how that's very stupid? I did, I did that at a black show, and they were just, they were like, ooh, that boy lonely playing with the dog's titties. Someone get him a woman. I was like, no, it's a juxtaposition. No, he lonely playing with the dog's titties. <laughs> All right, what else, what else we got here? Uh, hold on a second. I'm looking at my notes, and I don't remember what the shit is. Okay, I found something. So I think about a lot of shit, and um, I was thinking this. Um, I noticed throughout time, uh, no matter how advanced we get as a society, um, we're still racist, you know what I'm saying? Uh, which makes me beg the question, if aliens are supposed to be so much more advanced than us, I wonder if aliens are still racist. Like in the future of Shiplands, two green aliens come out, and they're like, I am Nick Knack, and this is Blick Blanc. We are from Andromeda. And there's like a purple alien to the side, and he's like, hey, yo, we there yet? <laughs> Go to the back of the ship, Leroy. <laughs> Those goddamn plantarks. <laughs> hey, yo, who you calling a plantark? Oh, my God, they're so loud with their big plantark lips. Hey, how about you go with a bucket of fried cling clonks? Uh... <laughs> If you, if you did like that joke, please don't come up to me afterwards and be like, hey, what's up, Plantark? Because when you do that, it makes me feel like you're getting away of calling me a nigga to my face. And it makes, it, <laughs> makes me very uncomfortable. Back to the notes. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, we about to finish up soon. Zatarans, black people. Um, I was watching the news the other day, and there was this, uh, there was this thing on Malcolm X, and... Um, it's a little-known fact that he actually wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Uh, yeah. Uh, he actually wrote a book about it called The uh, Malcolm X Files. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Drew. Uh, this is me paying homage to Malcolm X's dream of becoming a stand-up comedian. I just need a few seconds to get ready here. Just give me a... Give it up for Malcolm Makes You Laugh at. Thanks for giving it up, people. How's everybody doing tonight? That's good. That's good. The other day I saw a water fountain. And it said whites only. 
And then I saw Al Roker drinking from it. People, these are jokes. I want to buy an electric company in the town of Blacksburg, Virginia. And I want to call it Black Power. Can you hear me in the back? I found this out recently. Never play musical chairs with Rosa Parks. Because that bitch never gets up. I'll be here all week. Last weekend, my wife made me clean the house. I tell you, she worked me so hard like a slave. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So I'm going to get out of here in a few, uh, and everyone else can carry on doing what they're doing. Uh, I was, uh, I like people from the streets. Um, I like them because uh, they have cool stories, and they tell them really cool, too. Um, But I can't do that because I am from the suburbs. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me in my life, uh, but I'm going to tell it as if I was from the streets. Now, this is something that happened with uh, me and my wife not that long ago. All right. <clears throat> so the other day, or before I start, uh, I'd just like to say I love my wife to death. Okay. <laughs> so the other day, me and my bitch went to Pottery Barn. Because you know a nigga got to get some new placemats that go grab my new napkin rings. So I walk up to the joint. I'm like, yeah. These placements right here, now that's what's up. My girl gonna walk up talking about some. I don't think we got the money for that. We just spent all that money on the Harry Potter DVD box set. I said, bitch. You know a nigga just got paid for tutoring. Called the salesman over. I was like, yo, man, I got this 20% off coupon. He was like, yo, I think that job might expire. But I can get the man. I said, yeah, nigga, do that. Because I will call the motherfucking Better Business Bureau in this bitch. <laughs> man, you come out the back talking about some. You good, man. You can use that coupon. I said, I. <laughs> Thanks for the assistance. Went to the cashier. Cashier talking about some. Have a great day, sir. I said, you have a great day, too. And how do I donate a dollar to St. Jude's and scene? Thank you very much. Stephen Bryan, everybody. <laughs> uh, thank you for bearing with us while we awkwardly giggled the first two times you said the N-word. <laughs> Laughed with you the next two times and then went back to being awkward the next three times. I was counting. (laughs) Guys, that's the Plus Two Comedy Character Select Showcase, number two. Thank you! No, this is normally where you have things to announce. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Whoa, is my mic on? Yeah. Normally I would, but eh. (laughs) (laughs) There's flyers up. We're going to have Captain uh, Captain S on the show uh, next week. And then a week after that, we're going to have Laura Guzzo. She's a, a, a comic book artist. She worked on Shakespeare Shaken and also Edgar Allan Poe Shaken. They're going to be fantastic shows. We go back to the 830 slot, so we hope to see you next Thursday. 
Thank you. All right, guys, this has been the Plus Two Comedy Character Select Showcase number two. Yes. Thanks for coming out. And as we always say, thank you to Ben Affleck for making the show possible and keeping the streets of Gotham City safe. Thank you guys so much. This episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by modifiers like you. Please click the donate button below and support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. This one didn't have to be free. You're welcome. Thanks, guys.